Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are here with sarah frasia david yontiv how are you i mean the world has been rocked of podcasts because somebody has a new podcast oh my god oh my god i can't wait to hear all your thoughts on this all of them i mean bethany doesn't do anything quietly does she Apparently she was already trending. I did not um, run to the um, to browse the, the Apple podcast top charts, but apparently she's already trending and hasn't even released the first episode. She, I think she put up like an announcement or the trailer. So right, like or a teaser. So right. She was number one in TV and film, number 31 as of the recording of this overall. You know, I love numbers and ratings. Um Man, lots of people had reactions. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I have nothing good to say. Um, I have nothing good to say. <laughs> why don't Why don't you go first? I mean, I had the same reaction. Carol did. Luann did. Every the reaction. I, oh, and can I just tell you what? Tell me, tell me. I just have nothing good. I'm trying to decide how negative to go. Keep go on. Well, I I'm, I got calls, texts. I had conversations from so many of my Bravo Liberty friends regarding this. And, my, and not one of them had anything good to say either. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when I say Bravo Liberty friends, I don't mean R-H-O-N-Y. I mean, across different housewife franchises, Bravo Liberties that are not housewives. I literally had... My phone was ringing off the hook with Bravo Liberties and not one had anything good to say to me about this new announcement. So first of all, before we (laughs) I totally trash it, Rewives is apparently going to be deeper than two teas in a pod. Now, look, here's the here's the I'm going to just say it. okay? whether it was Teresa's podcast, um, now it's Bethany's. I'm sure many more to come. 
the only reason any of them, any of them are doing this is because of the excess of two teas in a pod, 100%. Two teas in a pod has dominated the charts, has dominated getting interviews of other Bravo people. It's taken way off. More than, you know, Jeff Lewis has a serious XM show, Heather McDonald, some of these other people, but they don't, they are more, I think, of the people than they are of the industry. Two teas has been of the industry. So they get a lot of, um, and of the industry means that you are not going to bash celebrities because you are celebrity reliant on your show. Okay. You're not going to give, your although there is a way to do both because I bash and yet I still get these interviews, but, but you know, it's... I do too. I do too for TLC. Cause I'm obsessed with TLC shows. You know, I have all the 90 day people. I love them. I try to be a viewer and also realize we are getting a edit from them that they're, that is not in their control, you know? So we are of course getting that four minutes of their day where they lose it or they're having an interaction with their child that's not good or they're fighting or something. So I try to be, I try to be understanding. It's it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Yes. I mean, look, a lot of people don't like two T's because they think that Melon Ball just talks about, you know, her, like she's biased and the fact that she's friends with these people. So a lot of people don't like that. But look, it's a fine line. Ugh. The whole issue, I guess, I have is like, and it is going to be different, but it's like. But that's my question, because she says it's going to be more in-depth behind the scenes. She says her fiance, Paul, it was his idea. He said, you're the Tom Brady of housewives. You should be breaking down all this. You should be breaking down what goes into a scene, what they might have been coached by the producers. Um, You should talk about. Well, that's what she's right. That's what she's going to do. And so, first of all, I mean, I got the impression like a lot of the. Well, I guess let's just start at the beginning. Yes, go on, go on. Why, why are you doing this? Now, it's a new podcast, so you and I both know how this works. You're not given like a million dollars from iHeartRadio to to do episode one. So it's not like, I mean, if you want $2 million, you can have $2 million. You can go on Legacy Reboot. So you're not doing this for like the money, I mean, so why are right? She's, I mean, the, the money today is not great. Here's your deal. Why is she doing this? That's what the Bravo liberties were calling me about. And they're like, this is, is this despite everyone? Is it to say fuck you to the network? That's my first thing. Why? Why is she doing this? My second thing is, I mean, can't you just do it? In one press release, in one, your official kickoff video, statement, article, interview, you have to do this in a way that now puts down and puts you here. I, I mean, are you having PTSD about this scene with with, with um, Kelly Ben Simone? I mean, she has to put herself here in the statement and, and say this, it won't be like this podcast. It won't be like, and she basically trashes two T's and Melissa Gorga and Teresa and every right, every other housewife with an actual podcast is now sub part of her in this statement. It's like, girl, way to enter the game and make enemies. Like, why do you have to put yourself up there? when you are supposedly women supporting women. I'm not criticizing, I'm just giving you my, so I thought that was an interesting way to break into it. And her take is, cause I looked at it, like I just had Jerry Springer on again this week. He was one of my guests. She, he's, he's on her podcast. She's doing it with, so it's not going to be like two T's. Two T's gets into it and they're like, it's not going to be like Kelly and Rick. Like last night on the OC, she's not doing that. She is, she's not watching the shows currently. She's taking classic scenes. So it's the, episode one, table flip. 
episode two, Scary Island. Episode three, um, Nini saying, who gonna, you know, Sheree saying, who gonna check me, boo? She's taking these classic moments from all the franchises and saying to Jerry Springer, your, your assignment is to watch the table flip. So Jerry watches it. He's never watched Housewives. Well, who is that Manzo woman in the back? Like, so it's like, that's, that's the take. It's a celebrity that either watches it as a super fan or has never watched. And she says they're going to break down relationships and finances and fam. Like, here we go. Having to make it some highbrow <laughs> girl. It ain't highbrow. Okay. It ain't highbrow. Like, so, so there's so many things I have to say about it different. Why? Let's go back to why. Two, way to insult everyone. And three, three, like, I mean, is this going to work? I mean, does anyone want to hear about, well, I am Bethany and I am here with, you know, Susie Orman. And the finance of this scene is that, you know, Gina Kirschenheide makes less, is worth less money than Heather Dubrow. So Gina is the desperate one in this scene because she needs her 300,000. And Heather Dubrow is worth 55 million now that she sold her house. So the economics of this scene are not appropriate. I mean, does anyone give a fuck? I don't know. Does she still have, does Bethany, I guess Bethany still has just ride or die loyal fans, right? I guess it's obviously number one. So hundreds of thousands of people have probably have, have listened. So Look, the only part I disagree with you on is I do think it's about money. You know, right now, oh, yeah. I mean, look, Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams put out a picture. I mean, it looks like Wendy is going to drop her podcast. Podcasting is so hot right now. If you can believe it, you and I have been doing this a long time, right? I mean, I'm so aged. You know, I'm so jaded about this business already, and podcasts have been around for five minutes. I mean, the truth is, though, we're in the baby infancy stage of podcasting. You can forget any radio dollars. Radio is de- radio is really dead. All that billions of dollars for years people advertised with radio is all coming to podcasting and it's still coming and it's going to be more money and more money. She is doing this to totally make money. I I mean is is what what what's her other one being the B or something or the B I, I don't just know what B. Just yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Well? I mean you and I make money. Like, I'm not here for my health. I've said that before. I mean, love everybody. I will keep in touch with every listener. Every yeah. listener of this podcast, I will keep in touch with you. Trust me, you could DM, you can make comments, but I'm not <laughs> doing this if the money goes away. Period. <laughs> the ads. You will never, there'll be no more episodes. We'll shut down. So my salary is what it is, and I ain't taking less, baby. So there's money to be made. I get it. But- I mean, Bethany's threshold for money is is different than the rest of ours. I don't know. But yeah, just be, is it doing well? I don't know. I thought it was doing decent. So I don't really, maybe, she's doing maybe both. She's doing I don't both. know. This to me seems like, honestly, if I'm being honest, and I, I really like her in lots of ways, and I've been an Uber fan for a long time, but it just seems so desperate and hanger on. I mean, if I'm being really like real, it's, it's such a hanger on or move. It's such a... You know, I've seen what these other people are doing. And, you know, I, I thought she was going to launch a makeup line. Maybe that's still happening because of all the makeup tutorials. You know, she's been dragged through. And I, I have mixed thoughts about that woman that kind of outed her about her trademarks because who fucking cares? Really? I mean, you could anybody can trademark anything. And if you're good at business, you are trademarking shit. So and and I can't stand these people on TikTok and Instagram that all they do is try to take down celebrities or, you know, influencers. And it's like, hello, go run your own fucking business. If you run a business like you and I do, it's, ha- it's hard. You know, you're, you're navigating different things. You're trying to 
some things work, some things don't. P.S. Sometimes you have employees, they work, they don't work. Uh, lots of times, you know, you can have the greatest intention with your employee. They don't like the way you said one thing, then they want to trash you. So I really, I, I, I am, I was sort of with her, but I didn't like the way she handled the, t- the Twitter, the TikTok chick that kind of like exposed her, um, trademarks and everything. Um, but this just, it's like, to me, it's, I don't know. She wants to be back on TV. And I feel like she, she's kind of also gotten so negative, like Rena. And I wish she hadn't, because I truly, I believe this. I actually think she could do a Larry King style show. Yeah, you always say that. And I do too. It's <laughs> I like, need to reach out to her as a TV producer and go. The branding does good. seem strange of this. It, it's just like, I thought you didn't want to be aligned with Housewives. I mean, this is right back. But then again, you know, she's way smarter than I am at business. So maybe she knows something that we don't know. And maybe this is like, like, I understand the, look, it's like, I mean, I do the same thing in a sense that like, okay, like I had Jerry O'Connell on for like, you know, the new, the real love boat. That's why he came here. I mean, of course I want to talk about housewives. Like, it's like, so I do. And I, I, I ask every celebrity that I interview, you know, are you a reality TV fan hoping they're going to say they're housewives and they were going to talk about it. Not for the whole interview. I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's kind of like, so there's that, that's what I do. There's watch what happens. Like, you know, when Andy will have on like a Jennifer Lawrence or someone who's like a big star, who's like just a like, Oh my God. Like I'm like Jennifer Lawrence and I am like the biggest movie star, but I am sitting next to Meredith Marks. Like this is crazy. You know what I mean? So it's like, I understand the concept behind it. And especially when you get like some of the, like these people, a lot of them haven't watched it. So I understand that's like a fresh perspective. I mean, to me, like this really comes down to the celebrity, which I don't think we see the biggest name so far. And, you know, Kevin Nealon and no, Elizabeth Moss, there's some good names, but like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it's more about like the celebrity, like it could be, I get where it's going, but right. You, like, you I just... think, okay. You think the celebrity name guest is going to drive the show. So you think if she can land maybe. like, but who's she going to land? Right. I mean, like, I maybe like, like is TV, like is TV loyalty. You I know, just loyalty, had him. But... I just had him on for a second time. This, this, but you can't have Jerry Springer on every week. I mean, yeah, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I understand. I understand it. But like, I mean, it's not what it's not Bethany telling production secrets. She's going to be doing. I mean, I, I could tell you the same production secrets. I, I I know how it works. This is my life's work. I was a millionaire matchmaker. Like, I understand how it. So, I mean, I mean, are people I don't know. Are people tuning in for that? For the like, let me tell you what's really going on behind this scene. I mean, is that going to be interesting coming from Bethany? I don't know. To me, it's more like, I don't know. Maybe the celebrity isn't driving it but then what else is this podcast like i actually i mean i can't believe i'm saying this i actually see more of a need for that disgusting melon ball you know like that to me i understand why people like it they're dirty they're dirty those girls they're trashing this and 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 teddy is sloppy and tamrat like that that to me like long term like as that to me listen Nobody loves and gets into the numbers more than me. So everyone's like, I could tell you when you and I are dirty and we're just waking up and trashing this and saying people love that. So I actually see more of a long future. At first, I thought Bethany was going to be doing what exactly what Teddy and Tamara do. And I was like, all right, well, that to me, you have an acid tongue. You have an acid tongue. Bethany can cut, cut 
a, a, a brick house with her tongue. I thought she was just going to be watching Beverly Hills with us and watching the Just for Teddy. That, you might steal their business. That You might be better than them at that because your tongue is acid. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Using Talkspace to me makes me feel like I have a mental health professional with me at all times. And I freaking love that. Talkspace offers both therapy and psychiatry and being able to reach out to my provider at any time, anywhere, makes taking care of my mental health super easy. You guys know I'm never in one place for very long and I'm so relaxed when I'm traveling and I'm away and knowing that I need to talk with my therapist, all I have to do is send a message from wherever I am. Look, therapy isn't easy, right? And dealing with mental health head on, it's a challenge at times, but connecting with my therapist isn't and shouldn't be. You can sign up online for Talkspace and you get a personalized match with, with a provider that's right for you, typically in no more than 48 hours. How great is that? And they have thousands Thousands of licensed therapists with over 40 years experience in all specialties, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, and so on. Relationship issues. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash velvet to get $100 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com slash velvet. Do you guys ever stop to ponder one of life's most important questions? Why are bald men so hot? Stanley Tucci, Tyson Beckford, Vin Diesel, Tay Diggs? Well, another question you should ponder is why have bald men been left with subpar options when it comes to shaving their heads? Well, that is until now. I got to tell you about Freebird. Freebird has made it easy and accessible for bald men to shave their head. No more overpriced shavers that barely work. No more expensive lotions and creams and gels. Freebird has come up with a flex series electric shaver that has five rotary blades that individually flex for a closer shave. Compared to an old school razor, the flex series shaves 50% more hair in a single stroke for men and women. Tis the season and we're in the holidays, so what better to get all your bald friends or get one for yourself? And Freebird is giving our listeners an exclusive discount. Visit myfreebird.com slash velvet for 20% off. That's right, myfreebird.com slash velvet for 20% off today. Has anyone else started their holiday shopping? Well, for me, it's really easy because everybody's getting a gift from lululemon.com. You guys are always asking me what's my favorite brand, and it's very simple. It's Lulu. 
lululemon.com. I wear Lululemon to work out. Of course, you guys know that. But I wear Lululemon for everything else. They have pants, jackets, shoes, shirts, sweaters. Need I go on? My latest obsession is their commission long sleeve shirt. It's a button down shirt. And you know, a lot of button down shirts are starchy and uncomfortable. This shirt moves. It breathes. It fits so well. And it's so freaking comfortable. So for all the men, women, and children that I'm getting gifts for this season, that's right. It's all coming from lululemon.com. So set joy in motion with the best gifts for your list this holiday season at lululemon.com. And of course, while you're there shopping for others at lululemon.com, if you want to pick up something for yourself, a belt bag, a bag, backpack, hat, keychain, scarf, shh, I won't tell anyone. It'll just be our little secret. Lululemon.com. Um, but then I thought she was just gonna rewife, rewatch Roni from day one. And I was like, ooh, Jill and Luann and all of them must hate you because you're gonna be like criticizing. But now it's like you're gonna be taking these random scenes and like trying to analyze. I don't know. I don't know. Is that do people want that? Listen, I'm not being negative. Guys, slip into my DMs. Slip into our DMs. Do you guys want this? I mean, how many iconic scenes are there? R-H-O-B-H, dinner party from hell. Um, I don't know. What, what else is there? I mean, there's there? so many. I mean, there really is so yeah, many. Yeah, there's a I lot. Mean, there's a lot, of course. There's a, there's a ton. I mean, she she you know, if you're doing only one episode a week, I mean, she she could easily. Yeah, that's true. Margaret's ponytail pulled. And yeah, I mean, her husband. Oh, I mean, so it's many. endless. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel, listen, here's how I feel. There's so much. Like we can't keep up with what's going on now. So if you and I came here every week and we said, instead of talking about Lisa Ritter's social media behavior and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills being on pause and the casting rumors and how the current filming of RHOA is going, this whole show, David and Sarah are going to today talk about, you know, from season one of Real Housewives, Lisa Vanderpump's Puppy Gator, season eight, you know, like I'm jumping all over, but- I don't know. Are do people is that it's so old, doesn't it? It's past. I mean, I don't know. Uh, to me, I okay, this is what I would say to her fiance, Paul. I'm and- not dragging her. I mean, maybe this is brilliant. I mean, I see it could be something. I just don't understand it. But go on. When Tell we see her is. at the Beverly Hills Hotel, when we're at the polo lounge, Talk and dinner, she walks in with Paul. I would say to both of them, look, I you know, no one is better at business. You're incredible. Why? But you, if you're a Tom Brady, Tom Brady unretired. He deserted his whole family for how much he loves football. I mean, unretire. You seem like you want to be back on television. You know, I just read an article this week. She says she was asked to be a part of the legacy show. Well, why aren't you? To me, I don't, I don't get it. I if you are if you're trying to get away from being a housewife, I just I, I feel like. I don't know. You know, you hear a lot of things in the industry, too. Maybe she's burnt so many bridges. There isn't a kind of CNN uh, Larry King type show opportunity for her. I'd put her on TV. I would. I I just I think she'd be so good on a one on one talking about a lot of different issues. I just to me, this is like, okay, then do the full Tom Brady and unretire because to me and maybe she's coming back. I mean, she's very close with Andy, very, very close. She did a whole video after BravoCon that she was allegedly on the phone with with Andy getting all the tea from BravoCon. I mean, just come back already. I mean, it's don't you think I think it it she wants to be back, right? 
Yeah, and shame. Listen, this is you and I. There's a video up on on YouTube from weeks ago. I don't know when. One of our conversations, one of our videos. I titled, "Does Does Bethany want to be back more than she protests?" You know, it's like we called this. We talked about this. It's like, I mean, not that we called it. it doesn't take a genius to figure it out. But like, and shame on you because I really, my sources tell me, legacy, which is. In the far future, guys, we we're just starting to film now the right, new Rony sure. reboot. But my sources tell me legacy ain't in one million. Legacy is you know everyone's salary is 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 way less. Legacy is legacy. Eight eight episodes. Here we go. Blah blah. I think it's going to be on Peacock. That's my opinion. I don't know, but it, it legacy to me, unless something changes, we'll see how the reboot does. It's going to have a lot to do with that. Isn't the the big the big fish. The big fish is the reboot. Now we're it's too late. The reboot's taken off, but unless it fails, but shame on you. If you want to be back, why don't you come back to the regular show that everyone says that my good friend Ebony ruined when she did it? Like, why don't you come back for the $2 million to the regular show? Because I don't think there's going to be no $2 million of legacy. Legacy, the salary is like a fourth. You know what I mean? So it's like... Uh, it's almost like if you wanted to be back, why didn't you come back for the big thing? And by the way... You already tried these other things, um, Frederick and Bethany and, and, you know, Bethany getting married, which actually was a great show. But like, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I guess my frustration is really to just to just agree with you that that's the thing. Like, you could have come back in such a bigger way. It's because of her statement. Is she still and that's the problem, I guess, after talking it out with you, Sarah, like a therapy session. That's the problem I have. I just like authenticity. Just be sloppy when you're sloppy. Just admit you want to be back. Does Tom Brady admit he wants to be back? I don't know. I don't yes. follow that shit. Yes. He okay, does. <laughs> well, well, there you go. I mean, I'm a gay man. I, I don't know anything about that shit. Oh, I know lots of gay men that love the NFL. I'm um, sure they do, baby. I but... will get this scoop. You you know, I'm a, a producer here in LA. And I will tell you. I heard. I heard. I will not say the network, but Ooh. I was speaking to a a very well-known producer in the industry. And I was saying, you know, hey, we should approach Bethany to do a show. And he said to me, in order to be a talk show host, like Larry King, like, you know, Oprah, and she had her run with, you know, she tried a talk show. He said, you have to be likable. You really, really have to have this very likability quality. And he said, Bethany does not have a likability. She just, she doesn't. She doesn't have a likability quality to really be an effective talk show host. That was one person's opinion who's been in the industry a long time. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of, I guess, was Larry King likable? I guess so, you know, because he was kind of like maybe a fun dad or something or a chill and dad. And you look at Ellen. She was likable until she wasn't. And then the show went away. Ellen was kind of this adorable dancing lesbian. I mean, you know, she was, you know, you were like, okay, I love it. She was likable until she wasn't. Yeah, she was, right? Oprah was so likable because she was so vulnerable about what she had been through in her life, you know? Um, Wendy, Wendy was likable. Wendy was like, Wendy was, well, and what you and I just said, Wendy was like, it's hard to look as my show has gotten bigger. It's been harder. I've, I've, 
bridges that are burnt. It's hard to be be of the industry and be of the people. It's hard to be friends with these people and get them on your show and then be able to trash them when they've misbehaved. It's a tough skill. Wendy was able to do that like no other. She was likable. So to your point, I I think that I, I believe this producer that says it. I do. I mean, no. why is my phone ringing with 800,000 Bravo celebrities that are talking my ear off like, guys, I got to go back to work and screaming, I can't fucking believe this fucker. No, I mean, I, I got, I had it all day listening to people like, I was like, you know, and then why was everyone so, no one reacted that way when Melon Ball popped a microphone in front of her face and said, I got a podcast. People went crazy when Bethany announced this crazy. All right. We'll see. I don't know. But here we are. I mean, Luann said she was desperate. Carol Raswell commented. It just, I, you know, guys, let's see. And look, if people are excited, slip into our DMs. Oh, I adore. No one's better than Carol. I love Carol. Oh my God. That was my favorite interview that you did. Ah, I love Carol. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about, does anyone care about um, Kim Zolciak says that, you know, Yes, I do. Fuck, because if fuck all you house- haters. <laughs> she says she's not losing her house. She says, if you think, you know, that I sold my house that we put millions of dollars in it for two, $275,000, you're all crazy. And I will be here until I don't want to be here. Well, Kim, unless they like take the house because you're not paying for it, you won't be there anymore. Like you could physically, I don't understand, like chain yourself to like a, a marble post inside like you can't do that again i go back to i don't live above my means i actually live below my means i have a great life i still live below my means and it just i live i spend a lot of money but i don't i don't there's just i don't know i agree with kim though I, I agree with Kim. Where is this report coming from? The legit news outlets. Yeah, outlets. no, there's no, it's it's there's all bloggers. No, yeah. Bullshit. It's all bloggers. So I completely agree with Kim. I think someone started this rumor. I spent yesterday Google. I'm just Googling again this no, morning. Are there nowhere. any reports? There's no, no fucking credible reports anywhere that she, her house is not in foreclosure. It's <sighs> so messed up. But you guys want to believe Lisa Vanderpump is coming back to Beverly Hills. Guys, listen to our podcast here behind the Velvet Rope Sarah Fraser show. Come on, listen to us. Come we don't on. deal in bullshit. I agree. I, I haven't seen it anywhere, you know, reputable. It's all blog shit. Do blog I think Kim shit. and Croy probably overextended themselves? Yes. Do I think that her statement that she's not leaving until she wants to? Well, that's not exactly. But here's where it's like, now, Kim, here's the thing. I mean, Brielle does, last time I checked and had her on this podcast, she does still live at home and she's around. But even if all your children are home as and they're grown, I mean, they're not all grown, you don't need this big house. This is where I, but like, whatever it is you're going through, I believe, I believe you. It's probably not in foreclosure, but you probably, if the writing's on the wall now, let's put the house, forget the haters, as you say. Let's put the house on sale now. Let's get a nice price for it. And let's, you know, we don't have to live in a $275,000 shack, as I'm sure she's, she'll call it. Why don't you live in a house for like $975,000? You know, put some of the money aside. Okay, so Brielle will have a smaller room. She's 20-something. Sorry. 
the two kids will have to share like there's 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 the in between for two seven and zero so i think now is the time to sell it kim you know like i just get settled if you're having problems that's all i'm saying what do you gotta say girl everyone who listens to this podcast always tells me i have attitude but now i also have attitude that's right literally attitude you know attitude as in the sheets that are eco-friendly they're made from a hundred percent bamboo everyone who knows me knows that i have a hard time sleeping i want sheets that are comfortable i want sheets that are affordable i don't want to break the bank and look it's also you want to do something good for the environment right attitude sheets are made without toxic chemicals which means they use 99% less water than cotton. Now you're probably saying to yourself, you want sheets that are comfortable. Oh my God. These are as comfortable as silk sheets. I'm one of those people that always wanted silk sheets, but listen, have you ever looked at the cost of silk sheets? I found that I sleep better at night. And listen, if you think I can do this podcast five days a week without a good night's sleep, this requires a lot of energy. It's not all coffee guys. So listen, right now you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you visit attitude.com slash velvet rope and enter promo code velvet rope. Remember that's attitude E T T I T U D E order today for free shipping and 20% off your entire order at attitude.com slash velvet rope and enter promo code velvet rope and you will start sleeping better today. No, I mean, I, I just don't even think it's in foreclosure. I don't think that, you know, I, I, I had read life that is it, fine. Yeah, I'd read his net worth was somewhere between five and 10 million. I think. I mean, you know, he did make NFL money for a while. I think he was in the NFL for like six, seven years. So, I mean, he could have that NFL cash. Um, That isn't bad. You can survive on 10. (laughs) You and I have had this conversation before. I think that's, you know, okay, fine. fine. I I mean, I don't know what neighborhood they live in in Atlanta, but, you know, you can buy a lot more house in Atlanta or the suburbs of Atlanta than you can in, let's say, New York City, right? Or here in Beverly Hills. So, you know, I mean, I, I think they've lived in that house for years. They probably paid $2 million for it or a million and a half. I, I think they're making, I think they're making mortgage. I don't think she's going anywhere. Um, All you right. know, so was another one. I'd love to see back on TV, like Kelly Dodd. I, you know, I would, I, I want to, Kelly is, a, Kim is terrific television. Um, you know, I'd love to see her back. So who knows? But no, I think they're fine. I think that was just a rumor. All right. So I gave her some business advice and you're like, yeah, she's fine. Don't worry about it. You I know. Okay. So that's interesting. You know right. what um, we, I would like to talk about at the moment what? is, what? Uh, you know, God, and we don't have to do no di- deep dive into Beverly Hills. Cause I don't want to end up there. Cause we do it all the time. Uh, Mo, Mo Aricio uh, buying Beverly Hills has joined Netflix it is out. The premiere, Farah, the daughters were on it. There was a premiere, Melon Ball, of course, was bopping her head around the premiere. Kyle was there yeah. and Dorit was there. So um, have you watched Buying Beverly Hills? I have I not. I haven't. I haven't. I can't wait. I was reading the reviews. Are they good? Because I, I read some, yeah, I read Mixed. I read mixed. I think I read one with from yahoo.com that essentially said it's very much like all its competitors, you know, million dollar listing, um, selling sunset. It's, it's completely similar only, you know, it tries to pit Alexia, the, the two daughters against one another, you know, Kyle mm-hmm. obviously had her oldest daughter from a prior relationship. And then their, then their oldest daughter, I can't remember if it's Alexia anyway, with Mauricio 
they kind of are like competing for who's going to take over dad's dynasty. Um, you know, I guess apparently Mauricio has a no asshole policy at, at, you know, buying Beverly Hills. So they're saying there's a little less drama so far than maybe selling sunset, which we know, you know, the producers of that show really pitted everybody against Adam each other. Devello, the hill shout out. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, people, you know, this was an interesting TikToker take that I saw, which was, do we want to walk in in a time? And I know we don't get political on this show, but reading the climate, because this is important. Talk to me. In a time where, you know, you could argue maybe democracy is, you know, at risk when, you know, we're now going to be heading into a huge recession. We could be seeing, you know, major layoffs again, inflation's insane. Do we want to see indulgence right now? Or are we entering back yes. into the- Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well, then. I mean, what else was your, all- what else was your, what, what's the alternative? Because here's the thing, like, so look, I have to Great admit, point. Great but what was your, well, look, Blink Empire started during like month two, when we were done with Tiger King at the beginning of the pandemic, Blink Empire hit. It was filmed like two years before and it finally got airtime. And it, I mean, it was out and the wealth there puts, makes, you know, Diana, do you realize that Anna Shea, I know you don't know who that is. Anna Shea is worth $600 million. Um, Mimi Morris is worth $800 million. Um, They're worth, like, Bling Empire is so over the top with money. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant show. Here's the thing. I, what what were you going to say? What was the alternative from this TikToker? What was the, Um, or or, what's, what what else is there? Well, I think the TikToker was arguing, you know, are we now entering a time where you really want to see real, real situations instead of the one percenters? You know, do we kind of want to see that? But, you know, look, ultimately sex and wealth, we, you know, we turn to television and reality TV as escapism. The joy of Housewives is I can be scrolling on my phone, shopping on Nordstrom's, or shopping on Gucci for something. I love <laughs> Gucci. $2,000 on. And you tune in and you tune out and you just let your mind wander. And you, you know, you become invested in these people's lives that you don't really know, but you think, you know, and I mean, I don't think that's ever going to go away. I, I don't. I mean, I, I appreciated her point that, you know, okay, people are struggling every day, but I mean, people were struggling. People have always struggled and will always struggle. So, I think your answer was genius. No, I don't think people give a shit. Will it be a huge hit? I don't know. What do you think? I'm not. Well, I'm not. Well, let me ask you something before I answer. Um, let me ask you, Miss Frazier. Would you rather watch Emily and Gina and Coda DeCaza on RHOC and those houses and the cars and the kids and Shane and, and, and you know, Gina pulling her new business out of her ass? Or would you rather watch Sutton Strack and um Kyle Richards and and Dorit. Well Sutton and Dorit and, and Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Well the one, the non-opulent one was the first one with Emily and Gina and the the, the right, casita right, right. and the house. 
That's how normal people live. That's a normal life to me. That's not affluent. That's not, yes, it's very affluent in the world of reality, you know, what people make and live, but those are real people that we all grew up with. And we don't want to watch, right? I'm not that intrigued by, you know, a four bedroom ranch and getting the kids ready for school. That's me. That's just me. Who who am I? A snob? I don't know. Come for me. I'm being honest. I want want staff. Kathy, slathering that Russian caviar all over that baked potato at 11.45 in the morning here in Los Angeles and wanting to know why her phone isn't working because it's just really not turned on. I mean, it's like, you're right. You're right. Okay. And look, to answer your question, I don't see it's like the others. I mean, Selling Sunset from Adam DeVello, who did The Hills, it's, and now he does Selling OC, which I thought was as brilliant. I've had all these people on my show. It's the hills. It's the music. It's the way it's produced. It is high end. It is reality, but docu-series. It is real estate porn. It is like models, you know, like that are real estate agents. Yes, 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 and yes. I, 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 I want every real estate agent to be gorgeous and selling the OC. We don't have all women in the office. Now we have men and they're gorgeous and they're selling luxury real estate and they're fighting over this. Yeah. I want those shows to me, the way they're produced, the style, the look, I don't think it's buying Beverly Hills. I'm not feeling it. I always say like, look, I only watch these shows when you're coming on my show. So look, my team works with Netflix. We work. We're, we, we've tried, we're trying. I want Farah. I want Mo. I'll take any of the, the agents. I'm not watching it until someone from the show comes on my podcast, which means I'll have to watch the whole fucking thing. But until then, I'm going to take a pass on this one. We tried for Mo. We're still trying. We're trying for Farah. We're trying for all of them. Mo is, I mean, we have a great, we have a great relationship with Netflix, but things are just, it doesn't always work that way. There's timing and schedules until we get a yes. And someone comes on this show for an interview. I'm going to pass on this one, baby. Yeah, I'm going to pass. I, 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 okay. I agree. I mean, Mo is amazing. Mo is, is, uh, he's such great TV. I hope we see um, PK on the show. Now, I, I get it. I get I great points. Great points. I mean, selling sunset, no. This does not look anywhere near what that beautiful, gorgeous show is. Uh, no. I, um, I what? There's so many things here we could still talk about. Do you have a preference about where we go from here? Well, I'm curious um what you're hearing about R-H-O-N-J. Um, you know, it seems like a lot's coming out. Like, could Danielle stop be coming back? Um you know, obviously, Carolyn Manzo and Teresa still throw shade at one another. Um, what are Listen, you hearing about well, that franchise? Let's start with the time we had. I mean, from a very reliable source, the show was coming back in February. Okay. Now, two things. There's rumors. I think we have the prayers have been answered. Everyone. I think this is going to be back in December. Now. I think there's a couple of reasons, two in particular. We have to get through this whole season and everything before we get to watch Teresa's wedding special. And we have to, it ends with her getting married. So I think to avoid watching Teresa getting married in, you know, July of 2023, I think they bumped it up. I, the real reason is I think Beverly Hills, we put that on pause. Production hasn't started. And I think to not have too big a gap, we just started production on 
Roney, I think to not have too big a gap. I mean, it's not like Beverly Hills would have started sooner. It's just with delaying production, I think bumping up. I think that is why New Jersey is bumped up. That's my honest opinion. So it's going to be back. Um, no, I don't think Danielle is coming back. I think there are too many legal issues with Danielle. That's my opinion, you know, from the past and, and this, you know, the ponytail poll. I just, I don't think it's clean. I don't think Danielle can easily come back. And like you said, you heard this about Bethany and she's difficult to work with and you have to be likable. You know, everyone says that about, you know, yeah, I mean, Jill's coming back. But like, I don't think Danielle is where they want to go. I believe that all that is just rumors and it's going to come back. I do feel this is the transition season officially for RHLNJ. I feel that by the end of it, it's going to be all about Rachel Fuda and Danielle Cabral, the two new girls. And we are going to start. I think this is the season. It's over. We're making cast changes after this season. It's happening, guys. And I think, I think Melissa and Joe will have one more season to like tie up loose ends. But Teresa's done with them. It's really done. It's not Kathy and Kyle. It's it's over. It is truly over. And then you know we found out right finally. It's been over for years and years. And Carolyn Manzo confirmed that you know they really have it which shocked me because I thought they just were this kind of Italian you know New Jersey fighting family that fought and argued and blah 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 but they they really you know guess what guess what what? now I will cut you off you wouldn't be shocked if you listen to Kim D and David Yontif every Saturday on Patreon because Kim has been saying I mean I knew this Kim has been saying this for a year on my Patreon. Like, let me, screaming at everyone, like, stop. They don't speak. They hate each other. Kim has been saying this for a year. So I'm not shocked. So if you listen to my Patreon every Saturday, Sarah, you wouldn't have been shocked. I, okay. I, <sighs> okay. Forgive so me. Thank you for the interruption. You. I know. Well, you should be. You should be. I, I'm such a cheap bitch. It's I okay. Need to, I need $12 a month. I, it's worth That's... it for you, my friend. My friend. God. Um. I, okay, you know, I'm so curious about that season, like what's going to happen. You know, the other thing I read, Frank and Dolores, who I adore, you know, Frank's amazing. The husbands on that series are the best. Amazing. But I guess Frank and Dolores are not on particularly great terms because she has this new boyfriend that she moved in with. Yes. And he's not particularly wild about Frank, you know, about them being so, which I have to say, to me, it's time to cut the cord. Their kids are grown. I know they still have a lot of financial tie-ups, I think it sounds like, together. And and look, Frank is TV gold, too. He's so good on the show. But I understand from Paul, I think, is the is the boyfriend's Paul, name. Paul, yeah, Paul. You know, I think Well, it's I mean, like, you're doing great. a panel, Bravo. Look, he's going to be on next season. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens, like, after. Because, like, you have, you know, Margaret and Joe and Teresa and Louie. Dolores, all her plus one is Frank Catania. At some point, it is a little strange. You know, it is. I, yeah, it is. It is. B- by the way, um, before we talk about new couple potential alert, oh, let's talk about that. Because then we have to talk about Randall Emmett. But Okay. Okay. Keep going. We're going to have Ashley. to save some of this for our next episode, by the okay. way. You know? So, let's, yeah. okay, then let's, okay, let's talk Pick about one. Let's talk about Randall Emmett. It's so juicy. It's so juicy. I mean, can you imagine being his assistant in Puerto Rico and you've got to go get a a brick of Coke? I mean, I would be driving all around Puerto Rico. I'd be shitting my pants without taking the laxatives that I used to take. I mean, can you imagine going to pick up a brick of Coke for him? 
And 50 Cent coming out and basically saying he's a piece of shit. He's trash. Now, I mean, 50 Cent loves all the drama. So I don't know how much you believe of Fitty, of Foddy or Froddy. Um, I love Fofty. I love Fofty. Listen, I, I told you my Randall Emmett story before. Should I tell it very quickly again for everyone? That oh, remind us because you got this is, phone calls, darling. I, I believe it all. I do. I believe it all. I, I believe it all. Now, I just, I'll make it very short. I had an experience where like Randall was on my show. We totally bonded, got along great. Lala was on my show, bonded, got along great, whatever. One thing has nothing to do with another. Then I had Megan Weaver on my show. Okay. Megan Weaver from Jeff Lewis Live. Okay. Megan came on my show. We talked about a whole bunch of things. One of her stories, you know, Megan from Flipping Out. One of her stories was that she rented Leonardo DiCaprio's beach house and there was titanic paraphernalia all over the house. I'm like, wait a second. I just have to understand this because this is a little strange to me. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, who was the star of Titanic, you rented his beach house. This is like way back in the day. And like, it was right after Titanic. And there was like, what? Like a poster of him I'm like now of course because I get press and I know how it works I was like stay on this David ding 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 the show came out and this is not about my ego this ties to the Randall thing the show came out we put out the episode Megan Weaver on I always talk about what we talk about I say on Leonardo DiCaprio Jeff Lewis and in the title of the episode it said Randall and Lala because Randall and Lala were on flipping out so I brought it up and she's like woo yay we love them yes we love them la la randall great so they were in the title clickbait everyone listen because we talk about randall and Lala. fine to hear some backstory so it comes out and this shit blows up so all day as it was blowing off i was texting with megan like girl i just got you in people i just got you in us with this leonardo dicaprio story went viral Google it. It was in Vanity fucking Fair. It was an architectural digest. This thing about Leonardo DiCaprio at his beach house became viral press in millions of countries. So as it was exploding, I was texting Megan, you know, like, girl, has Jeff Lewis been in Architectural Digest? Go show your boss. Like, I just got you an architectural. Megan and I were having a wonderful kiki all day about this, that this little story was so big. So this is important because we were in contact. So Randall sees this episode title that says Randall and Lala. Now, Randall is Randall owes money to Megan Weaver. Megan Weaver did not tell me that. Nobody, I know things. I know things. I know this for a fact. So when Randall saw Megan Weaver and his name in the title, he thinks, holy shit. These two, you know, because this was, think of the narcissist, the guy that wants to have this. Now we know it's a fake, it's a fake, it's all fake, you're shit. But so he didn't want anyone to know that he's like a deadbeat scumbag that owes money to Megan Weaver. So Megan did not talk about this on the podcast. I know this for a fact. I didn't even bring it up because I know it's true. So when Randall saw his name in the episode, Megan Weaver talks about this, that, and Randall, he thinks shit uh, these two are fucking outing me that i'm a deadbeat that i don't pay people so my phone rings and it's randall because randall now thinks that he wants to know what's going on with the episode he's like but he didn't come out and say this to me so the phone rings and it's him okay let me back up a sentence megan also threw me under the bus 
So let me back up. So rant this, welcome to Hollywood, according to Sarah Fraser. It ain't well, show friends, it's show business. Show business, baby. So this is important. So Randall first calls Megan Weaver. Now here we have a, a, a three to six month wait list. Okay, behind the velvet rope. If everyone wants to record and record on a Monday and there's no slots to put it out, some episodes got backed up. So Megan's, I think, came out like a month after we recorded it. So Randall calls Megan and is first going off on Megan like, you fucking bitch. Like, you're like, and Megan doesn't tell me this. I know this for a fact. You, you're scumbag. You said I owe money. She's like, oh, that guy, she trashes me. David, whoa, who he put out the episode so late. I don't stand by this episode, but we didn't even talk about that. So Megan trashes me. Like he put it out so late. We're still friends. Love you, Megan. So Randall, are you listening, Sarah? So I am. Randall, I was just Googling so Randall, Megan. Listen, I, I, I the Leo what thing Megan is all over. Look like. no, okay. Blonde. So Randall calls me and he says, Am I confusing everyone so far? Yeah. Maybe, no, yeah. I just wanted to see what Megan looked yeah. like. Keep going. So I'm Randall it. calls me and he's like, Okay. So Randall calls me in the phone rings and he's now he's making a movie with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. So I pick up the phone and he's like, Hey, he's like, I'm like, Why is Randall Emmett calling me? I didn't even put two and two together. He's like, I'm just calling to let you know Megan is pissed off at you. I almost shit my fucking pants. I thought he met Megan Fox. I was like, what? Megan Fox, what'd I do? Right. Yes. I was like, yes. I literally was like, I'm never going to work in this business again. I'm like, what? He's like, Megan is pissed at you. And I thought he meant Megan Fox because he's on location in fucking Puerto Rico making the movie with Megan. So I thought Megan Fox is mad at me. So it turns out it wasn't Megan Fox. It was Megan Weaver. Are you following Sarah? He saw himself in the title. He called, guys, it's going to come full circle. Bear with me. He sees himself in the title. He calls Megan Weaver because he thinks that we. She, she said he owes me money. So when he called her to go off on her for revealing the secret, not that she couldn't have, she's like, I never said that. And fuck David because he put it out so late. So then he calls me and he's like, Megan's really pissed at you. You put her episode out really late. Now, right. It's right. So you're looking like I'm confused. So after I realized it wasn't Megan Fox and I shit my pants, I'm thinking to myself, like David, just, oh, the light bulb went off. Because why does Randall Emmett care whether I put out Cynthia Bailey or NeNe Leakes or my interview with Ramona or Kath? Why do you care when I put out my Megan Oh, okay. Let's back up. Now, why? She, oh, I just hung up with her. So he admitted he spoke to her. So it dawned on me. You called Megan because you saw yourself in the title. She, she, you know, you, cause you, you thought she talked about how you owe her money. She never said that you didn't listen. Megan now threw me under the bus just to get you off the fucking phone to say like, I don't know why he's putting it out a month later. Yep. Thanks, Megan. I still love you. So then when I realized that he was calling me, he's like, Megan's mad at you. Now imagine if, because I started with how great I was. No, it wasn't about my ego. It was important. Megan and I are talking every three minutes. So Randall just assumes that I'm like some low level little podcaster and I don't keep in touch with Countess Luann and Ramona and I'm, I, I'm speaking. So he just thinks I'm like a loser. Like I, but no, I'm speaking to Megan Randall every three minutes because the story's blowing up. So what you didn't, this is why you never lie guys. Cause you don't, you need to. So he didn't ever take into consideration that Megan might be a friend of mine. Megan and I were speaking every 30 seconds because the, I'm getting her at architecture. It was blowing up. He just assumed I'm like a little peon. So when he told me Megan's mad at me, 
it dawned on me, oh, but what you didn't factor in is that we're in, I just spoke to Megan before I spoke to you. So I didn't have the heart to call. So this just shows you what a shysta he is, right? Like this whole story and lie to get this, this thing taken down. He wants me to take the episode down when like you're not even mentioned. And Megan isn't mad at me. She did throw me under the bus to get you off the phone, but she's not mad at me. She's thrilled with me because I just got her an architectural digest and people. And I mean, if you're a designer, architectural digest is a big deal. So I didn't have the heart to tell Randall, buddy, you're fucking caught in your own lie. I just was like, yesing him to death. And I was like, we didn't say anything bad about you. Then he's like, wait a second, screw this phone call. I'm going to get you on FaceTime. So the, the phone hangs up and then the FaceTime is ringing. It's Randall Lennon. He's like, look at this. And he's showing me in the background. I see Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly in the background. He's like, dude, I'm on set. Let me tell you something. You're coming to the premiere. We're getting you on the red carpet. I'm like, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> this is this is like a true story, guys. I'm like, oh God, this is not gonna happen. So I when when I know that you're just fucked. So I saw all this with Randall, really, truly, I saw it firsthand about what like and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Like, you're going to, you know, I'm like, he didn't go get Megan Fox or Rashida got Kelly. I was like, I saw them in the background. He was in Puerto Rico. He's like, you're coming on the red carpet. And I was like, thank you. Oh, my God. I can't wait for the red. I was like, this is never going to happen. Okay. So-, so I got him off the phone. So then I said to Megan, like, by the way, and she's like, oh, my God. So, like, I talked to her about it. I'm like, he doesn't realize I'm talking to you every five minutes. So does everyone find that story interesting? It's a really true story, exactly how it happened. And I was it's like, so long. I- so I saw, line. sorry. So I saw the, I saw the, this side of Randall before. You said, you started 10 minutes ago. You're like, I have a really quick sorry, story. Sorry. But <laughs> it was complicated, all the different parts of like, but okay, go on. So, so, so the bottom happening? line is you believe that this assistant could be correct. Is that what you're saying? I do. And I believe everything <laughs> Lala says and Amber Childer. So I also had on my podcast. Um, who, She's you know, the one that I, just tried to get a restraining order against yeah. him, right? But they didn't grant it. They didn't grant it. So I, 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 I believe I, I, because of this situation that I saw such a small little situation, but it shows your insecurity. It shows your narcissism. Which I, I believe it all. I do. I, I believe it. I, well, I mean, it's certainly looking like, I mean, there's so many stories coming out against him. He's got a lot of legal issues, a lot of legal battles ahead of him. Um, Okay. I know we have to wrap up. We'll have tons to talk about. I'm so sorry. I wasted everyone's time with all that. People love the inside tea. I just was expecting it to be three. It went on for, you know, seven more minutes. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But, but like anyone that doesn't know about the lawsuit that this assistant, it's like, yeah, he's saying he had to carry, they opened up a safe and there was Coke and he had to bring it through like the streets of like Puerto Rico because Randall wanted Coke. And it's a mess. Look, if one person says something about illegal things, we have to talk about next time. Um, we've talked about a lot of Potomac and Salt Lake stuff. Nini, big interview. Nini did an interview. Um, you know, Aaron Carter's passing. So we'll have a lot to oh, talk about. I love Aaron. Um, okay. Where can everyone find you? At the Sarah Frazier Show on TikTok and Sarah Frazier Show podcast everywhere pods are played. And I'm at David Yontef uh, at Behind Velvet Rope. Love you. Sorry to bother everyone with that story. <laughs> no, love you. So Bye. We love you. Bye, David. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, 
feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.